What happens when you put Small Business Saturday together with a bunch of cats? Yes, hi. I'd like to place an order. It becomes Small Business Catterday. <laughs> I'm Bethany Van Delft. It's Saturday, December 18th, and this is no ordinary episode of the 10 News. This is the 10 News Gets Extra. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, There's only one more week of holiday shopping before Christmas. Can you believe it? Have you or your family been trying to shop small? It's been a tough decade for small businesses. During the holiday shopping season, a major time for earning profits, local shops were losing customers because of big deals at large chains and online stores. Some small stores were closing down. In 2010, American Express, the credit card company, partnered with the National Trust for Historic Preservation to promote a national day to shop with small local businesses. It became known as Small Business Saturday and occurs every year on the Saturday after Thanksgiving. (laughs) The event has grown and it's led to the movement to shop small. There are 32 million small businesses in the United States, and Small Business Saturday helped these businesses make $19.8 billion last year. Wow. So why should we shop small? Helping local businesses stay open helps communities. Small business owners are invested in the future of their towns, villages, and neighborhoods. By shopping small, Buyers are investing in originality, variety, innovation, and choice in the products and services available where they live. American Express has created an online tool to help you find local small businesses. Check it out in the show notes. Do you and your family try to shop small? Let us know. Email us at hello at the 10 newscom and shout out your favorite small businesses. Small businesses can improve communities, but can they make life better for animals? Here's 10 News correspondent Ryan Nurse to give us the meow down. Small businesses are all around you. As you move around your hometown, you'll see them. A gift store here, a laundromat there. They're an important part of our local communities, creating two-thirds of America's new jobs and giving people a sense of connection. For months, I've been curious about one particular small business near my home in Miami. It doesn't deal in bagels or stationery. It deals in, well, I think you'll figure it out. So we're here at the Cat's Meow Cafe. How does this work? So we partner with the Miami-Dade Animal Canny Animal Services. All the cats here come from their shelter. We're like a satellite foster site. Um, I can also let him out if he's No, no, that's actually great. So that's Carla. And as you can hear from the meows, we're talking about cats. The Cat's Meow Cafe is unique. It's part cafe, part cat adoption agency. You can come in, grab a snack or a drink, and then head into the lounge to hang out with a room full of meowing felines. Cat cafes have been a thing for over 20 years now. The first one was the Cat Flower Garden, started in 1998 in Taiwan. Now there are cat cafes in Colombia, Australia, and India, and over 100 in the United States. 
but the concept has been most enthusiastically embraced in Japan, where there are over 150 cat cafes. But in the Japanese cafes, kitties never leave the facility. And though you can pet them, you usually can't pick them up. Aw, man. The Cat's Meow Cafe is different. You get to hold, cuddle, and play with all the cats in the lounge. You can string along jangly cat toys and watch them frolic on giant cat towers. And if you feel a special connection, you might even be able to take one home. We foster all the cats that are in the lounge. They eventually become available for adoption. Um, They don't become available right away because a lot of them come from their spay and neuter surgery. So they're still healing. We still monitor their health, uh, make sure that they go home healthy. But yeah, it's $17 to go into the lounge to meet the kittens. 17 bucks to play with kitties for an hour? Such a deal. And I've actually been considering getting a pet. So this doubles as a cat shopping expedition. If I find one I want to adopt, I just have to pay the $45 fee to the county. We always recommend you go in at least once before you adopt, so that way you know which cats, where kittens go, uh, fit well with your personality, your lifestyle. How do you know if a cat fits your lifestyle? Well, I guess I'm about to find out. Carla leads me through a little antechamber. You have a double door system here? Yeah. So you, like, they can't get out? Exactly. Because they're so crafty? Yes, they are. They like to run out with you. So we just close the doors behind us before we open the doors in front. I look down at my feet, and I'm surprised to see a cat lurking there in the antechamber. This is Jennifer. She's actually, she's been here the longest in the lounge. Um, Not as long as Felicity, but she's very sweet. She is. She has her moments. (laughs) Does that mean she's not always sweet? She's not always. She can be a little catty. Yes. Um, but I think it's just because she prefers to be on her own, and in there, there's just way too many cats. So sometimes you just let her sit here. Cat lesson number one. They can be catty. Which means what exactly? She's, like, very much a cat where she'll let you know when she doesn't want affection or she doesn't want to be touched. Um, she just wants her space. And yeah, I think a lot of people want to be cuddly with their pets, and not and cats aren't like that all the time. Right. And so Jennifer's a great example of that. Got it. No forced cuddling. Armed with this nugget of wisdom, I enter the cat lounge. Carla explains that many of the cats have special needs. We have three blind cats and one with one eye. They all are doing great. They're playing with each other. They're playing with the other cats. Um, They're pretty confident in here. Um, The only thing is when people approach them, we always want to let them know to make some noise so they're not startled. They can, like, run and then run into a wall just because they get frightened. Carla shows me how to crouch down and rub my hands together so that a blind cat knows I'm approaching. And just like that, a tiny black kitten nuzzles right into my hands. Carla seems like a cat whisperer. Maybe she can help me with my dilemma. I moved to a place nearby, and I've been thinking about getting a cat, Um, but I'm kind of worried about the responsibility of it, you know? So, yeah, do you have any recommendations on that? Yeah, if it's your first time adopting a cat, um, it really depends on your lifestyle, too. Everyone here is really sweet, so I think you'll be able to bond with anybody, really, but... 
depending on if you're at home a lot or not, is when I suggest getting either a kitten or an older cat or like a teenager. Um, kittens need a lot of attention and, you know, they don't have scheduling yet with their life. Well, I spend plenty of time at home, but would I be able to get work done? How much attention do kitties need? As if to answer that question, a black and white kitten jumps inside my backpack. Carla explains that, much like baby humans, you've got to keep the young ones on a schedule of eating and playing, or they'll get moody and act out. Kittens will need a lot of, like, regular play. They need to be on a schedule, or else they're just going to, like, do whatever they want when they get older. Um, so, yeah, they need a lot more attention, and we, we tell people if, you're, if you know you can't be attentive, or at least playing with the kitten as often as they need to, that might not be the best pet to take home. Okay, sounds a bit more labor-intensive than I expected. Ironically, Carla suggests that if I don't have time for one kitty, well, she has an even better idea. We also recommend if you, were, if you wanted to take a kitten home and you don't have as much time to take home more than one kitten, because as you see, like, they're playing with each other, they'll chase each other, and they'll do, like, much better. I'm not great at math, but two cats seems like double the responsibility. And sure enough, as we're discussing the possibilities, a cat fight breaks out. They have little fights. She's been getting really territorial. Steering clear of the fighting felines, I decide to make the rounds. There's Thomas, a black and white cat playing with a scratcher toy. Carla says he's a solo cat who likes his independence. There's Vinny and Polly, who are brothers and currently chasing each other around. There's Callie, who had her claws removed and still seems a little anxious about it. And then a terribly cute tabby with neurological issues who sort of bobbles her head when I pet her. It's a cute overload. Once again, I ask Carla if she can lead me in the right direction. I always like get attached and then they get adopted, so I try not to do that. <laughs> Turns out her first piece of advice works best. Don't force affection. When I sit down, a cat comes right up to me. He looks like you put a tiger in the dryer and shrunk it. He starts playing with my microphone, bopping the foam cover with his paw. I grab him and put him in my lap. He's got green eyes like a Caribbean sea that peer up into mine like we're long-lost soulmates. His name is John. We bond for about 20 minutes, and he seems to almost pose for our selfies. When I ask Carla about him, I'm both saddened and a little bit relieved to hear he isn't up for immediate adoption. He has a few medical issues that still need resolved. Carla says he might be ready to go by next weekend, but I would have to be ready to pounce, pun intended, because people come in ready to adopt on the weekends. We usually do like three to five uh, per, per weekend. So it'll be like three, three to five on like a Saturday and on a Sunday, so like 10 over the weekend, on like when we have like a lot of kittens. Um, some days, like they'll go home immediately, we'll have like a line down the door, or then some days, like we just people come in later in the day, we don't really know. Despite my cat crush on John the kitty, I decide to wait. Frankly, I'm not sure I'm ready for the commitment. When I leave the cat lounge, I look back to see if John is giving me a look of longing but he's already playing in a little cat maze. He has the attention span of, well, a kitten. But as I say bye to Carla, I notice that I'm smiling. I feel calm. 
Not only did I spend an hour playing with some adorable cats, but I've supported a local business. I tell Carla that I'll be back. This is so much fun. I'm going to have to do this every week. If I can find it in my budget, my cat budget. If you can find it in your budget, or at least in your schedule, I strongly suggest you find a small business near you, like the Cat's Meow Cafe, and go check it out. Maybe you'll find a Christmas gift for someone. Maybe you'll meet a neighbor. You'll definitely feel more connected to your community. And maybe, just maybe, you'll find a new best friend. A visit to a local cat cafe sounds like a fun family outing. Thanks, Ryan. Those cat cafe cats, say that 10 times fast, are fascinating creatures who do fascinating things. Here are five fast fun facts about cats. Number one, cats are tiny tigers. Their DNA is 95% the same as a tiger. Number two, Cats are the only mammal who can't taste sweet. Bummer. Number three. Cats, camels, and giraffes are the only creatures who walk by putting both right feet first, then both left feet. Left, left, right, right, left, left. Number four. Cats are crepuscular. That means they're most active at dawn and dusk. Yeah, they are. Number five. When a cat's tail looks like a question mark, they want to play. Aww. Okay, it's time for... What? What? What's the big idea? Trivia on the 10. Small businesses sell all kinds of products and services from dog goggles, doggles, to goats you can rent to mow your lawn. But what product is the best-selling item of all time? Is it A, the iPhone, B, Tickle Me Elmo, or C, Rubik's Cube? Did you guess it? The answer is C. The Rubik's Cube is the best-selling item of all time. It was originally called Magic Cube, and it took the inventor, Erno Rubik, a month to solve his own cube. Now I don't feel so bad. Time's up, but before we go, here's a quick note for the grown-ups. If you can't take the heat, it may be time for some cool clothing. The only way to play it cool this summer is in brand new Tommy John's. When you wear Tommy John, you're that much cooler, so you can do everything better thanks to breathable, lightweight fabric with four times the stretch of competing brands. With dozens of comfort innovations, Tommy John makes you look super hot while feeling super cool. From lounging at home to summertime fun. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers, they have fanatics. With over 17 million pairs sold, people love Tommy John underwear and loungewear. I love wearing my Tommy John loungewear because it feels great after a long day. You should get Tommy John too. Plus, you're always covered with their best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free, guarantee. So shop TommyJohn.com slash T-E-N-N-E-W-S now for 20% off your first order. That's TommyJohn.com slash 10news for 20% off your first order. TommyJohn.com slash 10news. See site for details. Thanks for listening to the 10 News. Look out for our new episodes on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and extras on Saturdays. 
The 10 News is a co-production of Small But Mighty Media and Next Chapter Podcast and is distributed by iHeartRadio. The 10 News creative team is petting tiny tigers and includes Tracy Crooks, Tessa Flannery, Pete Musto, Adam Bernard, and Natalie Alonzo. Ryan Nurse contributed to this episode. Our production director is Jeremiah Tittle, and our executive producers are Donald Albright and show creator Tracy Leeds Kaplan. I'm Bethany Van Delft, and thanks for listening to the 10 News. Cat a day, 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 nights all right. Ask your grandparents about that one. This podcast has been named a Common Sense Selection by Common Sense Media, recognized for its outstanding content for kids and families. 